podcast. Yes, that's what we're doing. Welcome. Welcome to the Degenerative. With, I'm honored. With, with Des, who has not been here, <laughs> and Matt's. I'm honored to be your first guest. You're not my first guest. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself a little bit? My name is Dill. I am a chach. Chachski. A chachski. Yes. A chach associate. Chach like. A lot, a lot of. You know, that might get me demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, actually, no. I say curse words all the time. I'm sure it's fine. All right. I don't know if YouTube knows what the word chach means, though. They probably don't. Nobody does. Yeah, they probably don't. I don't even really know what chach means. It's 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 a very Georgia esque word. Okay. Vocal slang. Yeah, but people in Georgia don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. Like, probably forty five percent of the time. I find that fascinating. The different vernacular that you get from different areas. Yeah. Like chach. Woo. What does woo mean? I don't really know. Like, what is the woo? I think it is gang-related, but it's become something bigger than... Am I going to get pop now? I hope not. All right, well... It is... It is... (laughs) It originated, I think, from a gang. I don't know which one, but... It's become such a cultural phenomenon that I think that its association has now just become a thing of hip-hop culture. Oh, maybe that's what we should talk about, dude. You want to talk about music a little bit? Sure. All right, so lay it down on me a little bit. Um, favorite artist right now? Why? That's a great question. I don't know. I haven't been li- like listening to as much music as I usually do. I'm that's cat, bro. All no. you do is listen to music. I know, but there was a time period where literally all I did was listen to music and not anything else, and I'm not there right now. But I've been listening to a lot of the weekend, Mac Miller. A lot of future too. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Mac Miller. But that's so sad, dude. It's terrible. We need to stop having fucking musical artists OD. It's uh, it's, it's enough. It's it's a product. It's of, Foucault. I think the society we live in that accepts addiction as a norm. Yeah, they also get like fed, like drugs and shit. Yeah. yeah, like, if they ask for it, you know, they're going to get it. Yeah. Just because of who they are. It's it's way too easy, and it's way too accepted. Um, everybody has vices. Everybody has things they turn to. And some things can take your life. Some things can. Yeah, that shit sucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Mac Miller. A lot of The Weeknd. Um, there's been some good music this year. Some Lil Uzi, of course. Um, some Childish Gambino, some older Childish Gambino. Too. Is, does he even make music anymore? He I, he made an album this year that was a little strange, very experimental. Wasn't that good? I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. N- not something that I would put on every now and then, but All right. there's a couple songs I'd listen to. Bet, bet, bet. Okay. I'm not a big music guy. I do like concerts, though. Concerts are fantastic. Fun. You know, that's probably, in my opinion, well, yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and say, in my opinion, despite all like the actual bad stuff of COVID, not being able to go to like music festivals and music concerts, it's actually tragic, dude. Because oh, like it's, for for anybody who's never been, like all all my 48 subscribers, love you guys. Um, for anybody who hasn't been 
I mean, forget a music concert, a music festival is really where it's at, but, like, even at a concert, like, when you're surrounded by people, like, and you're, like, all in that vibe together, and you're the king of vibes, so you appreciate this. Absolutely. Like, when you're all, like, it's, like, synchronous. There's it's, a, like, the collective consciousness coming together. No, it really is, though. It's, it's like, holy. There's, like, an energy that's manifested from everybody being in a positive state of mind. Absolutely. And I mean, not giving a fuck about anything else that's going on. Absolutely. Like, all problems, whether it's personal or, like, world issues, are left at the door. I've been in concerts where, like, you know, everybody's faded. You run into someone, you bump them, they get knocked over, you help them back up, they're not mad at you. No. They're just like, oh, no. we're all here to have a good time. But it's if you okay, did that on, like, just a regular fucking and Tuesday? Yeah, they'd be, they'd try and pick a fight with you, they try to do something, yeah. you know? But it's a, it's a whole different scenario. It's a whole different It's beautiful. Vibe. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Everyone just wants to have a good time. And it doesn't matter what type of, like, music. Oh, no, not at all. No. You go to a Yee Yee concert, a yeah. little uh, country, you can go, like... Watch, you know, rest in peace, pop smoke, or X or somebody, and yeah. like it's the same like just like collective consciousness, like absolutely everybody is there to have a good time. I think there's something we like, need more of that. Something like very prehistoric, like nature driven in that inhuman specifically. What do you mean by and that? There's a connection of music and humans that we all understand because of how. All cultures have a form of music. Oh, uh, don't, but like, go deeper. Elaborate. I'm saying that concerts are the way that we appreciate music as a community. Okay. Undeniably. The modern concert is just the best way for the modern person to do it. But it's not like this is a new concept. You could go and watch Beethoven in the 1400s or whatever. You know what? You know, with all, like, the little differences that people fucking have... Mm -hmm. You go to, like, watch some, or, like, listen to some music together, or, mm -hmm. like, go watch a band, you know, like, those are all put aside. You know oh, what I'm absolutely. saying? Like, it's, 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 the, it's, it's the great, like... It's, it's the equalizer. Yeah, it's the glue. Yeah. Because wow, everybody so likes sad. music. Everybody likes music. I don't want to meet anybody who doesn't like music. <laughs> Fuck those people, dude. Could you imagine not liking music? No. They're, like, people yeah. that, like, don't like ice cream, you know? Yeah. And, like, I hear you. Maybe sugar isn't your thing. But, like, if you didn't like music, that might be a sin. Truly. I mean, you don't have to have a deep driving passion for it. No, an absolutely not. An appreciation for something so simple, like... That's all we ask. Yeah. 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 It's too, it's too, like, it's almost, it's, like, natural. Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, like... I feel like there is We have the... Well, not all of us, but, like, humans have a God-given talent to produce that naturally. You don't I need agree. a computer to do it. You I don't agree. need, like, a man-made object to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, naturally, people can create music. I think it's a it's an expression of art that is so unperturbed by nonsense. At least it was for a long period of time. In the sense that... Until the hippies? No, not even the hippies. It's more so, like the monetization and oh yeah yeah i hear you you know what i'm saying yeah it's become a business it's become a business like right than else right right where you're feeding off of the perceptions of ideas will you tell will you tell our audience a little bit about kanye um, and your deep aspiration for him aspiration i would more say dedication De or yeah whatever word you want to use 
Because I feel, I feel like, let's just start it at this point. Like he has gotten a very bad rep in the last couple of years. I would agree. So why don't why don't you go through why like he's not deserving of that? Um, obviously, I don't know Kanye. I have never met Kanye, and even if I have met him, I don't know him to the extent to know what's really going on in his mind. The only things that I have for reference are his music and um, some interviews, which are also a perception that I can get through a lens, through a person's lens. I don't have any interpersonal like relationships with him, so I can only make an outside perspective. Okay. A glance through the looking glass. That's sometimes the best perspective, though. From that perspective, the only real reason I have faith in that man is because, from what I've seen, he is untainted by the world. Refusing to change his ways based on the opinions of others, based on the opinions of higher-ups, based on the opinions of anybody besides himself, he's going to do what he wants to do. Now, may that be the right thing consistently? I will not say so. The man can make mistakes, undeniably. Everybody makes mistakes, that's part of being human. That being said, he's going to do what he wants to do, regardless of what anybody wants him to do. And that is commendable for any man to do. So that, that's why you, you vibe with him as much as that, you do. It's, it's inspirational. So he's, he's almost a role model. Or he, he is yeah, a role model. He is a role model, I would say, because if you can see someone so determined to act the way they want to act in the sense of, I will do this, it may not seem like it's going to work because I'm doing this my way, then why wouldn't anybody else have that same mindset in whatever sense they're doing? It doesn't have to be music. You can do it with whatever method. You could be playing basketball and say, no, I'm not going to listen to whatever these people are saying and telling me to do. I'm going to do it my way. Whatever it is, you're going to do it your way and eventually get to the end point. And you're giving your full effort. That's inspirational. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm sure a lot of people feel the same. I just know he's gotten a really bad rap in the last couple of years because of stuff that has happened. I don't even know where it all started. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's a lot of politics. It's a lot of things that are... Disinformation. Disinformation. Bullshit. Bullshit. All right. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, your modern philosophy or no? Uh, That's not something you really want to get into? Modern philosophy, there's just a lot there. You'd have to get into something more specific than that. Do you have anything specific? I have. Not not exactly. Okay. Alrighty. There is the idea, though, that the modern society, I believe, since the 1950s and 60s is constantly changing at the rate of every 10 years or so there is a cultural shift there's a paradigmal shift of how the person should live interesting so what what kind of state are we in right now like how are we expected to live at this point well i didn't mean it in that sense of how we're expected to live it's more of the sense of how the person wants to live okay all right that makes sense yeah so like i feel like we're almost at a point where it's like everybody wants freedom a little bit like at least financially you know like people um 
are starting to wake up. You know, there was a long time where like people were expected to work nine to five for 40 years and then you've got 10 years to do what you want and die, yes. you know, and that's, that's changed. Yes. At, or at least I've seen a lot of people are like, fuck that. I'm going to do something different. Oh, absolutely. That. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot where we're at, like culturally. I, culturally. I think that is definitely true as well, but I don't think this is the first time we've seen that. So that's not a paradigm shift. No, it is a paradigm shift because it's different from the maybe previous 10 years or 20 years, I would say. Like, the early 2000s, that was, I'd say, the status quo. Okay. You would go to college, get your 9 to 5, work, pay off your 40-year mortgage, and you'd live for... Yeah, I feel like that was a thing from, like, World War Two onward. See, I, I would disagree with that. Because I would say that the standard, the status quo, from, yes, World War Two until about 1963, 1962. What happened in 1962? Was that Vietnam? No, no, no. It wasn't even Vietnam. It was Kennedy. Um, so, once Kennedy gets put into power, there's a shift towards the progressiveness. Yeah. Right. And once that shift towards progressiveness happens, nationwide, it's similar to what's happening now where people are embracing a counterculture. And at that time, that was the first time there were ever was That was the whole hippie right. situation going right. on. Right, right. That was the first time that it ever occurred in the United States, which had become the platform for culture around the world at this point. Okay. Because we have the means to show it and to do it. The 60s carried over into the 70s based on how influential they were. Once the 70s had essentially reached its peak of counterculture, the later 70s had a darkness to it, I'd say, that had resulted from the lack of mm, direction from the counterculture that resulted in a reversion back to normal, normative culture, where people would move towards that nine to five, I'm going to become a person climbing the corporate ladder, work my job 40 years, and that's what the age So it was kind of like 60s, then that paradigm shift you're talking about right. and then end of the 70s another paradigm shift but right. it but back to what it was right. okay yes and into the 80s it is a more modern version of the 50s where it this is the new age of modern culture not counterculture but modern culture sure. where this is the standard now we are establishing the status quo this is what is normal this is what we do this is what is what's supposed to happen which is generally, you're able to see it. During the 80s, there was the branding commercially of the guy's guy, the lady's lady. This is what a man is supposed to look like. This is what a woman's supposed to look like. Very similar to what the 50s was. We had James Dean and all these other figures, Paul Newman. And similarly in the 80s, you had Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all these types of figures establishing what the modern man is supposed to look like. That that was Reagan too, right? Oh yeah, that was that was it, it, similar. Uh, the parallel between administration, you can see how culturally. Yeah. All right. I've got I've got a little bit of a. Di- I mean, it kind of has to do with like cultural changes and stuff because it is part of the culture, but a little bit of a, like a deeper kind of thought out question. Um, we're in like this age of materialism. Okay. 
right? Do, do you do you agree? I'd agree. Right, like this age of um, was this era of like everybody wanting every little thing that can possibly get. Yeah. You know, kind of like survival of the fittest a little bit in terms of like. Fi- financials and in terms of um, always trying to be one step ahead of everybody else. Um, I, I would agree with that statement, but I think that is something that is changing slowly. Well, he- here's my question to you is, is it that is changing? What is it changing to? And if it doesn't change, are we facing some kind of like really really um explosive cataclysmic event yeah uh i don't think so no no there's nothing that would eventually happen it's just a toxic environment to live in. well yeah and that's exactly but that in itself like it's kind of like a positive feedback loop yeah where so anybody who doesn't know what a positive feedback loop is kind of like so the human body works in a couple different ways but it's kind of like a snowball and you roll a snowball down the hill and keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it hits something and then it explodes right and then so for like the materialism mindset that we have going on especially in america it's becoming more toxic and more toxic and more toxic and it's like hitting a peak right now and it's it's not healthy um like to say the least but but you said it's shifting so what is it shifting towards i would say there's an awareness that's growing that people are aware of how... Is that what, like, minimalism is? Yeah. Almost? Yeah, okay. it's the same idea. Um, it's kind of become cliche. To be that guy. Yeah, to be that guy that doesn't use what isn't necessary and only lives by what he needs. But that is a good narrative to follow. Obviously, it's not sustainable for most people that have grown up in a society that enables you to try and get as much as you can it's it's just not it's uh, fundamentally against what you were raised with all right but what about so forget the cattle cattle how do you say that word cataclysmic that word um forget that like leading to that type of event figure you know we're running out of fossil fuels in 50 years um food shortages are going to be ginormous by like 2050 across the globe um and a lot of those issues come from like uneven distribution of a lot of stuff but also like the large consumption of stuff we don't even need mm-hmm. so do you think if that doesn't change like in a much more rapid pace we're facing an event where like there's an extreme shortage um i don't think so because i think we're preparing we're aware of these things way more than i'd like to say that we're giving credit for because things like food shortages, the meat industry in itself is rapidly changing and we're not even paying attention to it. Um, so something like Beyond Meats, right? Or not Beyond... The, com- the company? Yeah, Beyond Meats, which is making plant-based meats, right? The or, veggie whopper. Right. Is that what it's called? The Impossible Burger. The Impossible Burger. Yeah. Have so you tried that thing? I've, I've tried is it. Is it any good? It tastes just like a burger from Burger King. Burger King just got two cents of free advertising on our podcast. Congrats, Burger King. You're welcome, Burger King. Um, it tastes like a burger. It's no better, no worse. It, That's pretty, like, in itself, a pretty phenomenal Oh, absolutely. Feat. Absolutely. I wonder if it's actually plant-based. The issue. Oh, no. <laughs> you you think they're just lying everybody? I mean, that would be 
Great. We, we feed great our cows <laughs> plants. Yeah. It's plant based. <laughs> plant based. But um, the Impossible Burger. The issue with things like that right now is that they're extremely expensive. You go to Wendy's. Yeah, you go. You go to Burger that. King. It's one dollar for a cheeseburger versus four to six dollars for the plant based burger. Yeah. And, and that's, if you're going to Wendy's, you're not going for a six dollar burger. No, no. You want four of the one dollar burgers rather than one four dollar burger. Right? Yeah, whatever it was. Right, whatever it may be. That being said, there's a company, I don't I believe it's under Tyson Food Groups, that is working on plant based meats right now that has reduced their price point uh, by, I think, like 200% in the last two years. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, if that same trend continues, obviously it probably won't over the same rate, but if that same trend continues, uh, even at a smaller rate, for the next five years, plant-based meat with the same nutrition levels of real meat will become cheaper than real meat. And once that happens, there's no And if reason. they taste the same. If they taste the same, they provide the same nutrition, and it costs less to produce. There is no reason for all these companies to eventually switch. All right, here's the actual question. Yeah. Do you think companies like Burger King are saying they're giving you the Impossible Burger and they're just feeding you the same crap? No. There is no reason for them to do that. I don't understand why they would. Like, financially... I mean, it would be it would be fraud, but like it would be fraud. It's just I don't understand why you even advertise it. No, I'm saying you advertise it. Yeah. People buy it because it's a healthy alternative. Oh, we're saving the world, whatever. But then you still give them the thirty cents burger that you purchased, and you get to you know stock up more on the plant based food. I mean, sure, it's totally feasible. Unlikely. I mean, corporations do scummy things all the time. If something comes out in the next five years that, oh, we were never actually eating plant-based burgers, I believe it, but... Burger King canceled. There's no way to know, really. Canceled culture. Canceled culture would destroy them, dude. Burger King King would be out of business in 30 days. They really wouldn't, It would be a bigger upset than Enron. (laughs) They really wouldn't, though. They would You don't think so? No, not at all. It'd be two months of, we're not going to go to Burger King. Two months later, everybody wants chicken. Yeah, dude, it kind of... It blows how, like backwards and I don't really want to get in the cancel culture because that's a horrible topic but like for all those cancel culture people out there if you're gonna cancel somebody or something don't cancel it for two months and then be okay with it again like actually stick to the what you said you know what I'm saying that's like a big issue that needs to be figured out among that but yeah let's not get into that because that's a shit storm yeah Dude, the Sherlock Holmes movie in the background is so entertaining. <laughs> like, I've been, I've been switching between looking at you and watching the movie. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, I think plant-based meat is the future of meat. Being that it eventually will become cheaper, it's far more sustainable. We don't really have a choice. Like, we're, we're running out of um, regular schmegular. We're not, it's not that we're running out, it's just, it's becoming inefficient. It's not worth it anymore. Well, wait, well, running out's the wrong word, but, like, in terms of, like, supply versus demand, the demand has become increasingly higher than the supply because of the growing population and the 
unsustainable level of keeping up with the meat demand. You know what's fascinating about that is that when things like that happen, this is consistent with all, all various things in our society for hundreds and hundreds of years. So something like cars, right? Yeah. In New York City, before cars were invented, there was a service for horse and buggies that would sweep the streets from the poop, the shit that... The horse, horse, the horse poop, right? Yes, the yeah. horse shit. Yeah. That Isn't that why they the invented cars? Because no, horse no, no. shit released so much carbon into the atmosphere. No, no, no. no they no, thought no. it was like a better alternative. Not at all. I mean, That's a complete of, rumor. That's not why, but it's kind of close. So there was a service that would sweep the shit from, like, original street sweepers would sweep the shit from the streets into the gutters. Now, the population of New York City had grown way beyond what had been expected, and there was so much traffic that was moving through on horse and buggy that there was so much shit that there was projections of about four to five feet of just shit on each street. Four to five sheet? Four to five feet. Feet. Of just horse shit. That's more snow than what you get. Yes. Literally four to five feet of just horse shit from all the traffic that they had been seeing from horse and buggy. (laughs) Hold up, hold up, hold up. Could you imagine? No, like, <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? This much. Right, you you live in New York City, best city in the world, right? Like, oh, it's a, it's an it's a Saturday. I'm gonna wake up early, go to the gym, be productive. You walk out of like your apartment building, shit. Up up to like your torso, yeah, shit. What shit. what? That's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. But based those projections were based like four or five years in the future. Before that happened, the car was invented and replaced horse and buggy. And co- horses were gone. Horses and buggies, the, it's a diminishing value. There's no reason for horse and buggy if you have a car. Yeah. No horse and buggy, no so shit. If, it solved its own problem. So basically, if Ford didn't come around, Henry Ford didn't come around. And automated car making? Then there would be no New York City. No, it it, it would, would be, be it, it would be a pile of horseshit. Yeah, literally, it kind of is a pile. Of, well, debatable. They got a lot of garbage. But yeah, it would be unsustainable to have extremely metropolitan areas without cars at that time. Now, this is something that now is we going, got the subway, which got rid of the cars. Right, exactly. So now we have the subway, which is also an affordable option for people that can't afford cars, can't afford parking, because the city's so metropolitan Fucking now gas. that there's more people than there are spaces to live, so we stack the buildings on top of each other. That being said, cars are now becoming obsolete. Obviously not at the rate at which horse and buggies were, but gas-driven cars are becoming obsolete. Absolutely. People are turning to electric alternatives. Invest in Tesla. Uh, subways. Uh, E-rails, any form of commuter travel that does Oh, wait, not just apply. because I said that, I also have to say that that is not financial advice in any way. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> Please do that at your own, um, at your own discretion. Go on. Uh, people are turning away from their cars and moving towards commuter travel that is much more sustainable because of the same issue. It's, it's not feasible to support it yeah it's kind of weird how we go through those cycles it's it's because we have these great ideas that that are not meant to be perfect we do not create perfect ideas 
we create great ideas until someone comes out with something better that can be more sustainable that can last longer yeah you think we're gonna be a multi-planet species that's something that's very interesting. Sorry, I just changed the topic so hard, but like, I, mean, I don't, it just, sure. I was like, I, I thought about Tesla and I was like, Mars. Yeah. Occupy I mean, Mars. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm a college student that doesn't know shit, but I'd like to think so. Um, if Elon Musk is not full of shit and really thinks that we could. Well, he's get planning to, Mars to like. Within the next terra- five years. Terraform. Terraform Mars by like 2100. Yeah. Well, 2100, sure. Regardless of when we get there, if it's before the time the sun dies out, we realistically are a species of animals. Yeah, the sun dying out isn't as much of an issue because the sun's sun's not going to die out for a couple, at least a couple billion years. The, The bigger issue is that the sun will become so hot um that it will like basically scalp yeah. our planet right. like their 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 life will not be sustainable it won't be possible no. it'll be too hot and that's projected to happen within the next couple hundred million years like somewhere around four or five hundred million years from now which is plenty of time but like that being said if we're still going to be here in four or five hundred million years we got to figure out how to not be here i i think Things like that are just um, questions we really shouldn't be asking ourselves. If we can be here in 400, 500 Too much? It's, not, not even necessary? It's not even necessary. To be realistic about it, um, dinosaurs lived for about 300, 400 million years in their totality, right? Yeah, we've been here for what, 60,000? Um, no, like our, our entirety, oh, humans, yeah. No, we've had humans like, that have been homo, found. Homo sapiens. Homo sapiens have been around for about 100,000. 100, yeah, but that, that's still not The nothing. earliest. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely Like, even nothing. dinosaurs were a couple hundred million yeah, years. Yeah, a couple hundred million yeah. years through all their periods. And uh, the way I like to think about it, and I was told this by my brother, that the dinosaur's biggest weapon was either its jaws or a rock it could drop on an animal. Right? That's all it could do. Okay. So that's why they lasted so long. They weren't killing each other. Mm-hmm. Humans have something that can literally wipe out, like... Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Wipe cities off the map. You throw... It's not even the potential for war. It's just having the potential to do that increases your mortality possibility by so much. Uh, have you heard of the Doomsday Clock? Yeah. I don't buy it because the Doomsday Clock is run by certain governments that want certain things to happen. Oh, there's an agenda to it? There is an agenda Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. I thought thought it was legit. No, they're run by scientists, but everything has an agenda to it. Nothing is genderless. Wow, that's crazy. You can be honest about it. Everybody has their agenda. I have an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. You're the biggest YouTuber in the world. Yeah, man. Number one on the podcast list. Number one. Everybody has an agenda, and to say that nobody has an agenda is to be naive. That yeah. being said, is um, I don't think there's any reason we should consider things hold in up, the next hundred. Pause for one years. second. So my camera does this thing, where I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm just trying to stop." <laughs> <laughs> so we just got to go back on. It's got plenty of battery left. It's fucking on full charge. Just, 
good? Gucci. Alright, so we can just continue where we were. So yeah, I don't I don't think there's any reason to we can ponder, we can philosophize. Philosophize. We, we can we can philosophize. 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 Get some ketchup, man. A little mayo. I'm a big like have you ever mixed the ketchup in the mayo? Everybody. Fantastic. Fry sauce. Fantastic. You ever put sriracha in mayo? Of course. It's the gas. Mayo. It's the gas. It's the gas. The sauce. No, not the sauce. Well, actually, yes. Very, very much the sauce. Come on, now. All right, so if you... Would you go with Elon, bro? Would I go with Elon? Would you dip out? And go to Mars. Yeah. Not if I couldn't come back. All right, well, assume that's a possibility because Mars is only a oh, couple absolutely. a couple years of uh, I don't space know, travel. I don't know what it takes to be an astronaut. I don't know what training I would have well, to do. Well, let's assume this wouldn't be like um, an astronaut mission, more like Mars is terraformed. This is you me could, taking could, a vacation to Mars like I take a vacation Yeah, to like Mars. fuck it, I'm, I'm the uber rich. I've, absolutely. My net worth is like 50 billion. Like. You? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my wife and kids to like let's go to Mars, the moon or Mars. You let's know. go to Mars. Let's play a round of golf, hang out with some Martians. Dude, golf on Mars is probably insane because oh, the gravity's different. Yeah. So it's probably insane. Dude, I I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to. It's an entire... some people are really terrified of space. I, space is a terrifying concept. Yeah. You just look up and you realize there's everything out there and it's the easiest way to fucking die oh easy like you know you can fall down the stairs and die but like most people have like the uh what is it it's not hand-eye coordination or is it hand-eye coordination it's dexterity it's dexterity um to like not fucking do that but like you go to space like there are things out of your control you know like if, if there's like an oxygen leak you're done. you're done. If, like, there's a water leak and your water supply runs out, you're done. You know, like... We live in a If If you enter the atmosphere on a bad trajectory, yeah. you're done. There's so yeah. many things that could oh, go absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. And, like, dying in space is also, I think, terrifying in particular to people. You know there's only three people that have ever died, or four people that have ever died not on Earth. It's the people on the... I think it's called the Challenger mission. It's the one from the 80s where the teacher was on. Was that the U.S.? Yeah. The teacher Did the rocket blow up? Yeah, the rocket blow up. Oh, that's so tough, dude. Yeah. That's over instantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Do you... Do you think they were up in there and, like, they knew things were going wrong? Like, NASA was talking to them or, like, the instruments, like, in front of them was, like, signaling that something was wrong? I I don't know enough about it to know that. I... I I would imagine... Because either they were like, everything is going great, we're going to be in the space in space in a couple minutes, and then it was just well, over. Well, here's the thing. I think that they thought it was going to be going great because I've been told that they televised it. And when they televised it, they oh, it televised... Oh, it blew up on national yes, television? Yes, yes, Oh, my God, yeah. dude. That everybody had watched it. Oh, my God. Russia was probably having a heyday, but, like... Those poor people. Oh, yeah, there was a school teacher on it. What was she doing? She on the wanted, fucking... There was a national contest for, oh for my someone God. to go to space. No. And she won the contest. No. Wow. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Like I got I got goosebumps right now like thinking about that. That's that... fucking awful. 
That is so bad, dude. That's Holy shit. Awful. So she won this contest. Yeah. You don't know where she was from, do you? I think she, Florida. I think Florida. Uh, of course she's from Florida. Yeah. Um, like, that could be absolutely wrong, though. <laughs> well, there's only 49 other states. Only 49. So you've got a 1 in 50 shot. Absolutely. But um, she won this contest. She goes up there with three other astronauts. What, were they going to the space station or something? Um, I don't know exactly what they were doing. I don't have a lot of information. All I know is they sent them up Is there. that why they shut down, like... Travel to space? Was it after that? Might have been. That would make sense, but I don't know. It also is extremely, like, cost of, like, inefficient. It's expensive. It yeah. a lot of money yeah. to space. Yeah, but it's it's necessary. Sure. Space Force, dude. Space Force. You know, apparently, Space Force isn't uh, something that's meant to be done for now. It's for the future. Yeah, because Donald Trump is a visionary. Oh. <laughs> He's many things. Listen, I said that with a straight face. <laughs> so, like, I'm making progress. Um, uh, yeah, Space Force is something that I think that we will not regret in probably 20 years. Do you know what they're supposed to do? As of right now, I know they're just a branch of the Air Force that focuses okay. on extra, not extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial... Have you seen the TV show? Uh, Space Force? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's fantastic. Steve Carell. Yeah, it gets a lot of criticism, and I don't think it's warranted. It's good. It's not Steve Carell's best piece, and I think no. that's why it gets criticism. Yeah. But, like, you're comparing it I to don't, the office. I don't think it's humanly possible to top The Office. Yeah. Like, <coughs> th- that's one, like, top five TV shows of all time. Debatably. You know, if you ask me, I would say it's top two, but debatably if you took a survey it would probably be top five and like to to recreate that and they make it even better like you're asking a lot oh yeah you're asking a lot there you definitely are all right so you would go to mars yeah do you think like there will actually be human civilization on mars yeah like a working organized like civilization yes like a a nation if if there's just so many ifs because I don't know the schematics of it this is in my head if we get to Mars we're able to terraform we would essentially no longer become humans the ones that we'd be Martians yeah yeah the ones that were born there and bred there wouldn't be humans anymore they'd be Martians oh my god even think about this dude yeah You would be born on Mars. Born on Mars, bred on Mars, you grow up with the Mars gravity, Mars air. That's fucking insane. Yeah. You'd see only that biome, and it would be different than Earth. Yeah, dude. That's That's actually, that's crazy. That's why I said I wouldn't do it if I... If you couldn't come back. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I am undeniably a creature of Earth. There is a natural home that I find... Well, that's why people think Elon Musk is an alien. I think he he is extremely fatalist. He's actually said that. I, I, I watched um Joe Rogan interview, and he said two things. He said, yes, he was an alien. He confirmed that. Yes. And he said he was also fatalist. Yeah. He's a very fatalistic outlook on, um like, what is going on here in terms of climate change, in terms of, like, some random event that destroys us like a nuclear holocaust or a meteor um like what 
happened to the dinosaurs. And that's, he just, his key goal with the whole Mars situation is just to ensure the survival of the human species if it doesn't survive here. Yeah. Which I think, I think that's noble. It's, it's noble. It's a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's a hero. He should wear a cape. A Tesla-sponsored cape. I if you couldn't I, tell, I really like Tesla. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to know, how will we remember Elon Musk? What do you mean? What is the legacy that will be left behind the people in our generation? What are the textbooks going to write about our time period? Are they going to write about Bill Gates and the creators of Google for how instrumental they are in the development of the internet you, you know what I actually think it's going to end up primarily being is whoever creates AI like AI's a conscious yeah but like a conscious um, a, a fully conscious sentient, uh, sentient AI because once that happens that's going to change everything and that is going to happen soon I mean we're talking 10, 15, 20 years, very, very, like, within the next generation, we're going to see, like, the actual creation of AI, and that's going to change everything. And, you know, when you look at the textbooks at, like, the time periods between 2000 and 2050, you're going to see the change from fossil fuels to renewable energies. You're going to see probably COVID, unfortunately, just because, like, it's our 1918 influenza, right. you know. Um, hopefully not a World War Three, but, you know, you never know. Um, and I think you're really, more so than anything else, like, the creation of AI and what that leads to. Because okay. there's so many, I mean, forget possibilities, like applications. It's going to change everything. Um, yeah, I agree. If there's a working AI that is fully sentient, it's not something we could even comprehend. Yeah, that's actually um, Elon is very, very afraid of. I'm sure. Yeah, he, he does not like the idea of creating a sentient AI because the actually the whole reason he created Neuralink was in preparation for the creation of AI so that we could instead merge with AI instead of it having, I guess, technically being its own species or its own form of life. Right. You know? So... Right. I think that this is all a matter in the loss of humanity. It's what we're seeing. Explain. So the fear of what he's, what he's fearing is... Not just that AI is going to become its own species, because nobody cares. AI can be its own species, why do we care? Mm -hmm. The reason we care is because it'll essentially leave humanity in the dust. Yeah, it'll pose a threat. Whether that threat be, like, actual threatening to, like, our survival, or a threat to us not being, like, important anymore. Right. You know? Right. Now, the question becomes... Where does humanity stand with everything present? With AI, with robotics, with biotechnology, all these 
tools that we can use to advance our life and make it better and make it more make it easier to live where does humanity stand does it stand in truly a better place a safer place a more enjoyable place what do you think i i don't know i don't think so i Why think not? i think these things uh just personally i find these things amazing incredible feats of the human brain um obviously that's an egoistic outlook from a human brain but not i think that's accurate sure but it it's it's for what cause the betterment of us right but what is better what defines the better life is it someone finding i think that's different depending on where you come from i agree but there's a psychological idea known as self-actualization and it's said that less than one percent of people can truly find self-actualization will you explain what that is self-actualization so there's a hierarchical level of needs as to what you can um you can satisfy in your lifetime like shelter feeding yourself finding love basic having a family things like this so it goes from basic to more complex right right and the final level is self-actualization living your life the way that you were meant to live it wow that's fucking crazy just as a concept alone and it's one percent of people so is that that's dependent on when you say living your life the way it's meant to be lived yes is that dependent on like you does that mean like finding your true calling or is that more like just finding happiness in general it's finding your true calling but it's beyond that it's not only finding your true calling but having your true calling be your thing you living your life to fruition not only being you're doing your true calling but doing your true calling to the best of its ability so you don't have to be LeBron James. Like LeBron, I was going to say, so like LeBron James. LeBron James, I would have the idea. Like Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. These figures are probably some of the people that would self-actualize, but it's not guaranteed that they would reach self-actualization because you need a level of self-awareness, which I'm not sure they do. Sure. I do not know. But it could be... Like Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, short. But these are all extreme examples because these are figures that we see. They don't... They don't guarantee self-actualization yeah we also don't know how they feel like personally a janitor at an elementary school can be self-actualized fully self-actualized not because he's doing something unbelievably uh, amazing but because what he's doing is what he wants to be doing and is satisfying what his needs it's almost like the concept of like being genetically built for something to a degree Right? To a degree, yeah. So it's taking your genetic build, your psychological upbringing, melding all of that together, and becoming the person that you are meant to become. Wow. And one, less than 1%? Yeah. That's it. So people that... Like, you're, you're going to be going to Nepal, spend some time with the monks. That's the goal, yeah. Right, so the idea behind Buddhism... Yeah. Is that kind of... Is self-actualization the idea behind Buddhism? Uh, no. Or is that just... Um... Self-actualization is something that you would find basically close to your deathbed. 
you know it, you realize that once you get to the yeah, end well, of people your life, have, that's why people have regrets at the end. Right. Because when pe- life of regret is something that you only have if you know what you're doing isn't what you were meant to be doing. Right? And I think that has a lot to do with intuition, which is you realizing, oh, I should have been doing this, I could have been doing this. But I chose to do something else. Sure. Right. And these things will eventually pile up. And once you get to the end of your life, you'll sit with yourself. And within yourself, you'll have these realizations. And everybody will have things that they wish they had done or wish they could have done. And everybody will have things that they regret they did do. But the totality of it really comes down to, are you satisfied with what you had actually done? The things that had mattered to you. Were they what you were meant to do? Were they what you had wanted to do? And nobody does that. It's rare. It Well, it's extremely. Yeah. It's extremely. People typically find themselves living lives that they were told to live. Not lives that they were meant to live. That's so sad, dude. It's... it's, I I mean, like, I'll sit here and say that, like, you know... I'm not self-actualized, <laughs> you know. I'm not one of that one percent. Yeah, I'm not you that one percent. It's just like that's sad, like to even realize, like, oh yeah, well, it, that the large, large majority of people don't have that. It's it's it takes effort. Oh yeah. It takes your. I think it takes a whole cocktail of things. Oh, like, it takes luck. You know, that's yeah, probably yeah, a bit, yeah, like yeah, to no, fall sure. into no into that to thing. To have the you know, opportunity like, you love. Yeah, yeah a lot of yeah, people, yeah. you know, don't don't have the opportunity to even. You know, get a job, much oh, less yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realize what they were like born to do. True. Absolutely true. So there's a lot of things that go into it. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, it's also means, really sad. Yeah, that's how society should be built, to really encourage young people to seek out what they like on a fundamental level. I agree. Completely. So that they can, as much as they possibly can, become self actualized. How? What do you think the increase in like personal happiness would be on a percentage basis? If I, if I, society like it would have to be like at least seventy five percent. No, I couldn't. I couldn't make that claim because personal happiness isn't derived directly from self actualization. Because self actualization. No, but just the act of like doing something that like you genuinely enjoy to do. I I agree with that statement for someone that is self aware. That takes a level of self awareness. You can be a. Well, that's something that should also be taught. We're taught such arbitrary things that don't fucking matter it's because, whether it's in school or by like society or parents or friends in general so much of the shit that goes in our head and sits does not matter i think a lot of that has to do with um our cultural values these are things that are set in stone because we are listening to each other rather than listening to ourselves we have intuition that we disregard constantly and we're taking the advice. We're built with that. I, Intuition is just instinct. Yeah. Like on a yeah, more absolutely. complex, mindful level. Absolutely. I think intuition... Instinct is what kept us alive, you know... I agree. 20,000 years ago. 2,000 years There's ago. There's a reason you know certain things are wrong and certain things are right. 
your intuition, I think, at least personally, I think is one of your greatest, like, skills. Or not skills, but attributes. Dill's lesson of the day. Listen to your intuition. Listen to your intuition. It might change your life. It truly will. Your gut knows, like, as cliche as it is, your gut knows what's good. So does your mom. Listen to your mom. Well, yeah. (laughs) Not your grandma, though. Grandma, I love you. <laughs> so, uh, dude, that made me sad. Not gonna lie. Maybe, maybe we should end it on that note. Oh, we keep going. End it up here. Is there anything you want to add to the self actualization point? Uh, sure. I just uh, self actualization is not something that you can achieve in five years, ten years. No, that's a lifetime job. That's a lifetime of. You working at yourself, discovering things about yourself, what makes you you, what derives you and separates you from other people. And as similar as we are to others and as different as we are to others, we are our own. It's amazing that the bonds that we form with people. Absolutely. I think it's, it's, it's fascinating it's natural too, like the thing we were talking about with music earlier. Oh, being natural, like the bonds that we form with people, it, it's a natural phenomenon it's, that it's, occurs. It's chemical. It's chemistry. Your body releases hormones when you are around people that you like. There are hormones it releases, like cortisol, when you're around people that make you feel uncomfortable. There's a reason these vibes and energies we get from people are things that we experience. Your body knows things, it feels things, it understands things. This isn't something that we're just understanding now. It's been going on for as long as, probably even before humans, and it's just things that we're experiencing now because of how long it's been happening. Do you think that our minds, in a lot of situations, and like you can term it wherever you want, I would probably term it like classical overthinking, but do you think like our minds make the wrong decision? Almost more times than not, when our body is telling us something, like in a, in a classic situation, right? Like you're hanging out with a group of your friends, and you you just your 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 body is almost telling you like, hey, this is not a good situation to be in. You know, like you go to a party and like you have this instinct, it's like this isn't where you should should be. Mm-hmm. But then your mind is like, well, I want to be cool. I want to be popular in high school. Right. You know, I'm gonna stay here and hang out. That's then you know, like, you're catching a misdemeanor. Well, that's that's the thing. I would say that, yeah, you have that intuition. You have things that you understand. That's an example of one. But there's plenty of other examples where you know things and you know the reaction that you will get from them because you're also more cognitively aware than people like to give credit for. Um... You know how things play out. You know how things will happen. Is there a healthy balance between listening to, like, your gut, per se, and listening to, like, the sound logic of your mind? Well, that's where I think that intuition is. It is your intellectual capability mixed with your emotional interest. Yeah, but, uh, you know what, that might be where it becomes so fucking complicated, is the emotions. Right. Because you start thinking too hard about something, emotions come into play, a lot of times bad decisions get made. You can't let emotions drive your decision-making. And it also, you have to understand what your motivations are. Which is maybe are. the hardest thing in the world to do. Oh, absolutely. Is to like, make 
sound logical decisions unemotionally. Uh, well, I don't. I don't think anybody can do that perfectly. I don't, on a consistent I don't think it basis. should be completely unemotionally. I think it should be not driven by emotion. Yes, though. yes, yes. I, I think it also has to do with your motivations. Some. This is another thing that is just purely cultural. If your motivations lie in things that are bad, then you're gonna make bad decisions consistently. Yeah. Because that's what you're motivated to do. But if your motivations are wholesome or good then you're typically going to make better decisions because that's what your mind wants you to do. You know? It's crazy how our bodies work. Oh, it's, it's fascinating. I was reading this thing about, because um, the mass majority of people, probably anybody who, like, didn't, like, have a kind of realization about this is, like, we all think that the body is in service to the mind, Right? That, that's the general conception. It's actually the other way around. Yeah. Your body is what's in control Absolutely. of everything. Your mind is in service to your body. Yeah. So, like, the things that you think you should do, if your body is telling you that, if you have a gut instinct, but your mind is trying to figure out a way around it, like a loophole, an excuse, whatever, your body's got it right, like, 90% of the time, at least. We're, we're built with... A genetic, almost unexplained, like, instinct. Well, it's it's something as simple as reflexes. Yeah, exactly. You, you have reflexes because it's override on your mind. Yeah, and the the mind isn't acting that fast. That's no, the body. Exactly. Those are synapses that are just ready to right, go. Right. Exactly because it knows. Oh, I'm stepping on hot fire. I need to get off this. You're not gonna have time to think about that. No, you don't step on like hot coals and then like think about. Oh, this is hot, and then look down and realize, wow, I'm stepping on hot coals, and then you get off. It's no, you reflexive. you would have to amputate your foot at yeah. that point. No, it's like, reflexive. It's on and off. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. The human body, I think, is also the most underappreciated machine in our entire society. Absolutely, we it's also so don't wonderful. utilize it to its like no even like we're we're not remotely close to its full capacity. Oh, and absolutely. I'm not even just talking about the mind. The body no, in itself body. isn't utilized. They say um, Plato. Plato had said that the biggest shame a man can bring to himself is not seeing the peak physical, um, athletic ability of his body. Yeah, I wish people took more care of the, or took care of their body better. I agree. Because I mean, there's there's some people don't have a choice because like financially can't afford gym. Financially, fast food is like what's gonna feed my kids tonight. You like. I understand that, but, like, anybody could go outside and run, you know, anybody can, can make small efforts. If you are physically capable and you have the means to do it, yet you are unwanting and unmotivated to do it, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say disrespectful, but it's near that level to anybody that can. Yeah, I don't. I don't think people think about it that way. Nobody's sitting here like, and thinking, "Wow, that that guy in a wheelchair can't like work out." So, because I don't disrespect him, like nobody thinks of it that way. But logically, that makes sense. I just, I wish people. I think it's just a respect to your own body type well, of situation. Type that's of what I'm type saying. of situation. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. have these. If you are capable, if you are capable. And you do not take advantage of what you are given. It is taking things for granted. Absolutely. You should be grateful for the gifts of the human body. 
It's it's you amazing. Know, it's, it's it's tough because like, and I've experienced this in my own life. What what's the what's the like coin term? You don't appreciate it until it's gone. Oh, absolutely. It's it's so true to a fault. Absolutely. Nobody and I and I'm like speaking directly to y'all right now. Like, you will never truly true. You might appreciate something to a very high extent, but you won't appreciate it to its full extent until you don't have it anymore. Like, you just won't. It's almost not possible. But that being said, you can make an effort. Everybody can make an effort to appreciate stuff more. Absolutely. And you need to appreciate your body and what it is and having been that lucky to have it. You don't have to be, you know, out in the gym grinding no, six you don't hours have to, a you day. No, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. Yeah, no, no, nobody's asking that of you. But, but, like, remain in a healthy state. Yeah. You, you'll, be, you'll be thinking yourself later on in 20 years when you know you're old and wrinkly and like don't know what happened to your body and like you have heart problems and your lungs are giving up like you're going to be so thankful you ran a mile a day because it kept you in better shape you know your joints are going to hurt like just running or like I mean, fuck it. Take your dog on a walk, bro. <laughs> like, like it'll keep your joints healthy. Like, it'll keep your cardiovascular system healthy. It's just so beneficial. It's just if you're capable. Yeah, you obviously. Should. If you're not capable of doing what we're talking about, like, skip, skip to the end of the podcast, <laughs> you know? But that being said, like, for the large majority of y'all that are capable, you know, like, take care of yourself. It's important. And mentally as well, you know, like, if you got shit bottled up, fucking talk to somebody. Talking is the most, like, therapeutic. healthy, therapeutic thing in the world. I, I think that's it, another thing that derives directly from humans. From yeah. Humanity. Yeah. You talk to anybody that's isolated, and they're fucking loco. Yeah. They're fucking crazy. I, humans are not meant to be We are social creatures. creatures. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's that's something that is so ingrained in our in our psyche that it's it's not replaceable. Yeah, you but people still internalize shit and like well, internalization isn't the worst thing in the world. It's just internalizing everything. You need to be Yeah, so like to, privacy is important. Right, I agree. Right. But like being able to, to communicate? like communicate yeah. and like it it just it, it, for me, it even goes a little bit past there because, you know, like, I'm your classic example of, like, angry 13-year-old, <laughs> you know, when, you know, that despised, you know, what was going on in my life for no good fucking reason. I was just a brat. But um, just sitting down and talking to somebody that, like, had nothing to do with my life besides talking to me. And it doesn't have to be that kind of person. It could be your best friend. It could oh, be yeah. it could be your girlfriend, your boyfriend. um it could be your it could be your parents, it could be your grandma. Grandparents are great people to talk to. They just sit there and nod their head and ask if you want like snacks. It's fantastic. That makes them so happy, you know. Um, but like being able to talk and get stuff off your chest, so beneficial. It frees the minds. Like it'll literally make you feel better physically. Physically, yeah. It's insane. Genuinely. It's uh it's a weight off the shoulders. Yeah. yeah, I love that shit, dude. All right, we're we're past an hour now, so we'll probably finish up right here. You got, you, you, you forgot. 
You dumb. You don't work. I'm talking to the camera. I'm going to edit this out. Hold up. Let me. Don't don't touch it yet. I'm going to turn it back on. What are you? What are you dying? No, you got plenty better. Alright. So. Hold on. Three, two, one. So we're finishing up here, guys. You got any closing thoughts for us, still? Um, live your life happily. Don't things take things too seriously. Be zen. Yeah, honestly, just. You know, Billy. Billy. Billy Eilish actually said it best. She said it in very few words too. She said, "You're gonna die, so fuck it." Yeah. No, honestly, don't. Who cares? Yeah. All Someone right. pisses you off. Nice. Fucks off. That's it. Yeah. Just be happy. Just be happy. Keep swimming. Yeah, just keep swimming. Right, Not well, that hard. Thank you for being our degenerate of the day. We appreciate you. Dill will be back on the show soon. Um, we just got to get some stuff together. So we'll see you guys next time. Peace.